He says some wrestling-related stuff. John Moxley returned to AEW last week. I still have yet to watch. I saw some of it. Uh, I didn't get to see the whole thing. Um, but I did see, uh, you know, a portion of it. And it is, he looks great. I talked about this in October when he left. John Moxley, formerly Dean Ambrose in WWE. And he's been with AEW since the beginning. Um and I, I believe I saw his last match, which was in Boston, and it was a very quick match. He was in some tournament or something, and I don't even remember who the hell he beat. That's so bad. Uh, anyway, so I oh, uh, love when meetings are canceled. So anyway, uh, so I saw him wrestle. He looked like shit, and he's he's been looking like that. He's just. He looked, you know, puffy and just red and sweaty and just not in a great. It just didn't look great, and uh, and I remember seeing that, just seeing him like coming through the crowd and he kind of just he came in. He had his match. His match was maybe a minute long. I feel like ninety seconds. It was a quick thing. Boom, bam, in and out, and he was gone. And I thought, wow, that's just like this guy was. Just watching it and thinking, like, man, he's either pissed off at something or he's. He's really in character. I don't really know, uh, but it was a quick match, and it's just kind of was weird. Like, man, this guy, this guy was the world champion, main event, big deal. He was the first major name. I mean, I guess not counting Chris Jericho, but Chris Jericho had already been out of WWE for a while before he showed up in AEW. Uh, Moxley was the first, like, oh, this guy was just in WWE a month or two ago, and now he's in AEW. Wow. Uh, that was the first big, like, oh my gosh, this is a big name jumping over to, jumping over to AEW, and then and then others would of course follow. Um, and I was just thinking, like, wow, for you know, all the the big deal that this guy was, that was just such a quick, like, hey, here's Moxley, boom, and there goes Moxley, and then a few days later he went into rehab, and I'm you know I'm not saying that that match. Who knows? That match and his whole presentation could have been exactly what was planned, whether he was going to rehab or not. But it just seemed like I just remember kind of seeing it and like, boy, that wasn't, you know, he just looks, he just looked weird to me. And he's always kind of a weird guy, but he just, uh, I don't know, seemed, he seemed unhappy. Just lately has seemed like an unhappy fellow. And I'm, and then he goes into rehab and it's like, okay, well, that, that might explain some of the things that, that I'm picking up on as I'm watching John Moxley. And uh, so he came back after, what is it, about three months away. And, you know, hey, I'm back. And, you know, he looks way better. He's, he's slimmed down. He's not all kind of puffy and bloated and just looks healthier. And I hope it's, I hope whatever happened in the last three months, I hope it's all good. I hope he's under less stress, less anxiety, less whatever it was that, you know, I just hopefully he's done. Like drinking, I, it really does. Drinking sucks. And I'll be honest, like just any of that stuff, uh, you know, the the taffy's fun and everything. But I had, a, I had a rough weekend and it's thanks largely to that shit. Not because of, it's not the taffy per se. It's that I can't control my fucking eating. I mean, even without the taffy. But with the taffy, man, it's forget about it. Just forget it. I Oh, anyway, <laughs> so I, I was, I'm, my point is in 2018, 2018 was the worst year of, of my life. It was just a terrible year. It started terribly. It ended 
Well, it actually ended pretty good. The last week of 2018 was a good week. <laughs> that was a fun week uh, because I had left a job and I wasn't coming back and I was about to start a new one. And it was a good – 2019 was a good year. 2018 was terrible. Uh, work sucked from from January to December. There was not a good moment uh, with regards to work. Uh, I was out in Omaha if you uh, if you recall, actually, that was right around when I started the podcast. Wait, no, no, 2018. No, that was a year before I started the podcast. Uh, I did a podcast in Omaha that never saw the light of day, and I maybe maybe it will, maybe it won't, or maybe it's been deleted. I don't even know if I have it. I just sat there in my hotel room talking about how much I hated being in Omaha, Blomaha. Um, my grandmother died. It's just just really crappy. I was in like the worst shape of my life. And the one good thing I did in 2018 was um, stop caffeine. Like, I wouldn't say stop caffeine. I used to drink that Diet Mountain Dew like a fucking, oh my God. They say like a fish. Do fish just go around drinking water? It's not like, I mean, I guess they do, right? I guess, I guess technically they do because that's the gills are taking the oxygen. I don't know. But that's like saying that I eat air. Boy, like is a is a fish are there fish right now who are underwater and like one of the fat fish is just eating all this like chum and they're like, Jesus, look at that guy. He's he's eating uh he's eating that shit like a human eats air. Like, well, you know. Anyway. So do we is it the right to say I, I was drinking he drinks like a fish. Do fish really drink that much more than anybody else? I don't think so. Anyway, all right, so I gave up the Diet Mountain Dew. The wife and I, in April of 2018, had our just cold turkey. I just said, this is terrible. I have headaches all the time. I have migraines all the time. I get to the weekend, and I don't want to do anything. I was taking fucking sleeping pills all the time. Like, over the like Aleve, you know, like, sleepy time Aleve. I call it nighttime Aleve, whatever it is. Aleve PM, I think it was. I got to a point where I was taking them shits every night before bed, and they do. They would just they would knock me right out, and it was great. Uh, and then the problem was, you're not supposed to take those every day, obviously. And then I would get to, I would get to Saturday, I get to Friday, and be like, well, I don't have to get up at four uh, to go to work. I don't, you know, I can go to sleep a little bit later. I can sleep in a little bit later. And then Saturday morning, I would wake up and feel uh, kind of like I do right now which is that I've been run over by a truck. Except right now, I don't actually feel... Right now, I can communicate, I can work, I can function. My headache, I took a couple of things, took a couple of leave this morning or Tylenol or something. I forgot what I took. Uh, and I can feel it going away. Once I get some lunch in me, it's going to be probably non-existent in about an hour. These migraines, and anyone with migraine tell you, they don't go away until they're ready to go away. And they are fucking crippling. And I would get one and still have to, like, be a parent and do stuff. And, you know, okay, we got to get out to dance class. We got to get out to this. We got to do, you know, birthday party. To, you know, whatever. Whatever it was. It's like, well, I, gotta, I can't stop. Life doesn't stop just because I'm ready to stop. And it didn't matter because I could, if I had free time and could just hop in bed and close the curtains... That didn't help. I wasn't. It wasn't like lying in a dark room made me feel any better. It just made me sit in silence and realize how much pain I was in. <laughs> and I put an ice pack and you know just take 
like Excedrin migraine and do this and do that. And it was just awful. And it was really, you know, it was two things. It was taking that nighttime leave all the time. And then, you know, they, I think it's called a rebound headache. I believe it's like they, they say, like, if you take, if you have headaches a lot and you're always just taking something for your headache and then the one time where you don't take it, you're just, you're just going to get a headache because you're, your body is, uh, yeah, you're rebounding from a week of taking pills, and now you're not, and now you're going to get a headache. So I was taking nighttime Aleve, not even for headaches per se. It was just so that I could fall asleep, and the nighttime Aleve fucking knocks you out. Now, you know, once in a while, I'll, I'll pop a melatonin or something. That's much better for you. But really, I just I get in bed and I go to sleep, which is great, and I don't worry too much about it. And look, there's it's easier for me because I do have to get up at the same time every day. I have to take the kids to school. But if I am so exhausted that I just can't function, I'll do my meetings, I'll do my work. And if it's like 12 o'clock, I'll hop in bed. This is very rare. This is like, you know, once in a great while, once every few months. But if it's really, if something were so bad that I just couldn't keep my eyes open or I couldn't function, I can I can just hop in bed. Whereas in the old days, it's like, Oh, I got a migraine, but guess what? I have to get on the train. I have to get on the bus. I have to get to work. I have to be in Boston. I have to be at the meeting. I have to be in person. Everything's in person. And then sit in traffic and then come home and sit in traffic and then come home and be a dad and be a, you know, whatever. Um, be a husband, be things, do things. And then all weekend things we have to, you have to be, be on. And now look between the fact that my kids are my kids are 10 and 12 and they don't need me to entertain them anymore on the weekend uh and in fact will reject my offers to entertain them like hey you guys want to go somewhere no okay <laughs> whereas in the old days it was me sitting on the couch like ah saturday and the kids like let's go somewhere <laughs> how the turntables have turned uh as michael scott would say Anyway, uh, this isn't about me. 2018 was a horrible year, but the one thing I did right was I gave up that Diet Mountain Dew. And, you know, you quit if you're drinking caffeine a lot and you stop cold turkey, that's going to be a rough week, maybe even two weeks. You, It's very difficult, big-time headaches, major grumpiness, sleepiness, uh, aggravation, everything. Uh, you know, just like quitting any any stuff is going to be like that. Uh, your body's used to something, and then you've just taken it away completely, <laughs> and that's that's tough. Uh, the first day is easy probably because you're probably still loaded up from caffeine from the day before, but uh, then the week after that is just it's brutal. But then you get past it, and two weeks later it's like, ooh, I don't really have – my headaches have gone away, and I don't really get headaches that much. And when I do get headaches, I can take an Aleve – or two, or a Tylenol or two, and the, within an hour, they're gone, or uh, have an ice pack or something, and or have a nap. And they're, That's the thing with the migraine. You go to try and lie down and take a nap. You might fall asleep, but you're going to wake up with just as severe, if not a more severe migraine than when you went to sleep. And yeah, the light hurts, and breathing hurts, and everything hurts. And it sucks, and you think, how am I going to get rid of these things? And then finally, you're like, oh, I wonder if it's caffeine is having a, so you stop taking, you know, it's been 
I don't even know, five years, six years since I've taken nighttime leave. That's that was a that was a brief period, but it was probably a year or so that I was taking those things. That, that's not good. Um, I don't know if it was a full year, but maybe it was. And then the caffeine was just all the time. Every fucking picture of me prior to April of 2018, uh, you can see uh, on the table or on the counter or on the coffee table or somewhere in the background is a green bottle of Diet Mountain Dew because I you know, was hooked on that shit. The thought of I haven't had it since April of 2018. I will never drink that shit again as long as I live. Doesn't mean I don't have a, a nice soda pop once in a while. I do love soda. I also realize how bad any kind of soda is. Like I've said, it's like a, a glass of root beer with ice on a Saturday night or a Sprite or a ginger ale. The stuff that doesn't have caffeine. Sprite, ginger ale, root beer. That's it. No uh, no caffeinated uh, beverages. Um, and, then, and then stop drinking alcohol in 2018 as well. Even though I would say by about 2016, 2017, we weren't drinking that much to begin with. But December of 2018, we went to our little cabin in the woods that we liked to go to back in the day. Had a glass of wine with dinner and I said, I'm, I think I'm done with this shit. And then didn't. <laughs> and then Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving of 2019, almost a year later, I had a thimble full of pistachio schnapps, which was disgusting. But I love pistachio anything, so I wanted to try it. And I hated it. It was gross. Uh, and then a glass of wine. Oh, I ordered a Bailey's on the rocks back in September uh, at the uh, at the Gibbet Hill Grill in Groton. Uh, that would be fun. Nice little dessert. Had it, and I was just like, oh, oh, what a waste of money. It was tasty. They made – oh, it wasn't Bailey's. It was their own. That was the thing. It was how they make the their own Irish cream on site. I said, I – when somebody makes their own something that you can just buy in a store that most places don't make, you want to try it. I wanted to try it. I was curious. Not to get shit-faced or anything, but I was very curious. I tried it. It was very tasty. And then had a glass of wine on Thanksgiving and said, no thanks. And that's it. It's just not – drinking is just not for me. It's never really been my thing, but I did do it. I did do it quite well for a number of years. And it can be quite fun, but then the next day it can be not fun at all. And for me, I guess that's the thing. There's not – back in the old days when it was like college and work in retail where like, eh, you know, I might get a day off in the middle of the week to rest up a little bit. Maybe I'll get shit – maybe I'll get day drunk on a Tuesday because I don't have to work Wednesday. So it's – yeah, it's great. I got Tuesday and Wednesday off. That's my weekend. And it just didn't, I felt there's just always, there's more time. There's just more time. And now there's just so little time that I don't want to spend my Saturday nursing a hangover. I spent too many Saturdays nursing a migraine and Sundays nursing migraines that were, you know, feeling like I had a hangover from booze, but it was just from uh, lack of sleep or too much caffeine or rebounding from those, those sleeping uh, leave pills, you know. I just lost so much time feeling like shit. And uh, anyway, my point is I know what it's like to be like, you know, we all have addictions. Everybody does. We drink too much. We smoke too much weed. We do too many drugs. We eat too much sugar. We eat, you know, there's any number of things. Some people are addicted to fucking exercise, which is probably there's worse things to be addicted to. But there's things that you're addicted to that maybe it's, 
not damaging your body physically, maybe that's helping, but it could be maybe the stuff that you're into that's healthy for you is uh, damaging other, you know, relationships and things like that. I don't know. Um, anyway, we all have our vices. We all have our addictions. I've never been a, you know, I do have an addictive personality. Mostly it's been just delicious tasting foods and things. I love, I just love sweets. I love salty snacks. Yeah, what can I say? It's, and I do, I do love, I love a nice cold glass of soda, uh, but just not, you know, not more than once a week. Um, there's just so much fucking sugar in those things. I just, I love junk food. And uh yeah. So I get it like when when this Moxley steps away and says, "Hey, you know what? I got to take care of myself." This is bad. I got lucky. Stuff happened where I started getting work that was remote that didn't require me to be in Boston all the time, so I didn't have to get up every day to get on that early train. And now I never had to get up early and be on that early train or that early bus. I did it because I wanted to get up early so that I could – the sooner I got up and got to work, the sooner I could leave work and come home. And it was hard enough leaving work at 4 o'clock and sometimes getting home at 6.30. And that's an early night. That's like, hey, cool. But luckily I was able to find something that was more remote uh, didn't require me being on site as often. And then the pandemic happened and, and then everybody's remote. So stuff, stuff where as bad as it's been, it's, there's been a lot of things that have worked in f- my favor and a lot of people's favor with regards to just the work-life balance thing. Uh, you know, when you're a pro wrestler, you don't have, you can't do your job remotely. You have to be there in the arena and it's a lot of work and it's a lot of travel. It's a physical toll. It's a mental toll. So John Moxley stepped away to take care of himself. He said, "I can't do this shit anymore. I got a family. I got a wife. I got a kid. I want to, you know. I'm sure. I'm just. I'm speculating. He probably said all the things that any of us do when we have things that we need to change in our lives and be better about. And a lot of that happens when you do have kids. You, you. That's when you stop being as self. Like just, just by human nature, we're selfish because we have to take care of ourselves." And a lot of times we don't take care of ourselves. And a lot of times our fucking employer gets the best version of us and our family and our kids and our friends don't. And that's total bullshit. And I said, I'm, I don't want that to happen anymore. And I'm going to, and so I changed a lot of things about me uh, in 2018, quit the fucking Mountain Dew, quit booze, like officially. You know, and when I say quit, like I said, I've I've had it since then. I'll have it again, but it's not a regular thing, and it's not something I enjoy. Uh, and then in 2019, said I am fat as a house. I need to fucking go back on Weight Watchers, and that's been a big pain in the ass for for the last three years because I have these moments where it's like, yeah, oh man, look at this, I'm losing weight. I'm losing weight, five pounds down from last week. All right. And then, unfortunately, in March of this year, discovered a little store called Nature's Remedies. <laughs> and look, I could fucking uh, do something differently. I should, if I'm going to have this taffy, the only way that I can have it is before I crawl into bed, because then I don't care. Then I'm I'm like in bed, and if I fall asleep, I fall asleep. But I'm not going to get out of bed. I'm not a person who can get out of bed and go have food. There's some people who are like you know late night snackers who wake up in the middle of the night and they get up my dad i would i remember getting up to go to the bathroom and he you know 
I'd see the lights downstairs in the kitchen. He'd be sitting there uh, eating a bowl of cereal or something, having having a snack, reading the paper. And then he'd and then he'd finish and he'd go up to bed. Or or I'd be staying up late playing video games like on a Friday night. Uh, and then I'd go to bed late, and my dad would get up and he would come down while I was still awake and he'd have a snack and then he'd go he'd go up to bed. And I'm I've never been able I've never once in my life gotten out of bed and had food. That's the one thing. Uh, but Jesus Christ. So that's if I have taffy, it has to be like have the taffy. Get in bed. <laughs> watch TV in bed. Because if I watch TV on the couch, I'm just going to get up and run into the kitchen. Uh, so now that's a new thing that I need to change because that has severely impacted the weight loss, all the progress that I've made. <laughs> Where I was down, I was 45 pounds lighter last Christmas than I was when I started Weight Watchers at my what I believe was my heaviest in 2019. And then, uh, and now I'm... You know, I hover between like 20 and 30 pounds lost since 2019. So I've, you know, I gained a bunch of it back and it just hasn't, yeah, it's bad. Um, so anyways, so I get it. You're always trying to take care of yourself. And if you fucking, a guy like Moxley realized he had a problem, realized he needed to change things and then said, okay, the only way for me to change things is not to not be doing my job right now. There are bigger things in this world than me wrestling every Wednesday night. This is a big show with a lot of great talent, and I know a lot of fans are paying money to see me, but I have to go fix myself. And if I have to walk away for three months and the fans don't get me for three months and the trade-off is that they're now going to get me for many more years instead of maybe Moxley was still around for the last three months and didn't get help, and maybe we'd be talking about Moxley as a you – know, I don't want to get too, too grim, but like, you know, wrestlers – traditionally haven't had the longest lifespan because of that lifestyle and it's hard to give up you you have to numb the pain somehow and it's booze and things and pills and drugs and all this shit and then they die before they're 40 and uh yeah i'm sure moxley looked at all that stuff and said i'm gonna fucking fix myself i'm gonna raise this kid be a be a dad be a you know so he stepped away for three measly months. And you know what? If Moxley came out Wednesday night and said, you know what, guys? I'm sorry. I'm back, but I got to go back to rehab again. Fucking do it. If he needs to go to rehab for three years or three months, it doesn't matter. But the troubling thing, everybody welcomes him back. Great to have him. He's back. He looks healthy. He looks good. He's fucking, you know, good for him. And... uh on, on Busted Open Radio on Sirius XM, uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, a.k.a. Bully Ray, he's one of the hosts. I can't stand him. I, I used to listen to Busted Open. I couldn't miss it. They had a host named Doug Mortman who went on to do more of like producing and stuff at Sirius XM, I believe. Uh, no longer so much of an on-air talent. So he left the show, I don't know, I want to say maybe three years ago, four years ago. I don't even remember. Uh, and then they had um, they had someone named Larry Dallas, who is he's a he's a man a wrestling manager on the independent scene. He doesn't make a ton of money doing that. I think he's also a bartender. But uh, this guy Larry Dallas was one of the hosts too, and he was really good. He was a good host. He was really insightful. Had a lot of interesting takes. A lot of well thought out takes. And Bubba Ray Dudley. 
is, you know, his name is Bully Ray because he is, he's really is a fucking bully. Dave LaGreca is the host. He used to be the co-host with Doug Mortman. To me, he was by far the, of that trio of Mortman, LaGreca, and Larry Dallas, he was by far the least talented one and the least, <laughs> the least captivating to listen to. Uh, that's terrible to say. Um, but he's just, yeah, not my favorite. So, but he's the last one standing. He's the host of the show. And, uh, I don't know. It's just okay. And, and, but this poor guy, I feel like even though they've been working together, Dave LaGreca and Bubba Ray Dudley have been on this show together for years. I still feel like, uh, LaGreca is terrified of Bubba Dudley because Bully Ray, Bubba Ray, whatever you want to call him is, you know, he's a big, strong personality. He's a tough guy. He's, you know, all these things. And I, I feel like, I feel like he, uh, I feel like LaGreca still all these years later feels uncomfortable and nervous, even though they've become friends and they go to kiss concerts or whatever the hell they do together. Anyway, Bubba Ray, Bully Ray, uh, they were talking about it the other day and, you know, and Bully Ray said that he didn't say that Moxley owed the fans an apology, but he said it would have been nice if John Moxley came out and apologized along the lines. And the, and the, the thinking of this is, you guys pay a lot of money to come see all the wrestlers, and I'm one of the guys. I'm one of the main faces of this company that you come to see, and I've been away for three months, and I'm sorry if you paid a money for a ticket to come see me, and then I wasn't there. Which is not, yeah, okay. I mean, if that was something that he decided to do, fine. But uh, there's been a lot of backlash just to him even suggesting that Moxley should give an apology. He he specifically said, I don't think he owes an apology, but it would have been nice if he came out and apologized. Which to me is kind of like saying he owes an apology. <laughs> right? I don't know. So, in any event, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, I guess just a bad take, you could say. Um. And I just think it's, I think it's a terrible take. And I listened to, I heard a lot of people reacting to it before I listened to it. I said, oh, I'll listen to it and see. And I listened to it. And I thought it was even worse listening to it than, than what people were reacting to because he just kept harping. And even LaGreca was like, oh, I don't think, I don't think Moxley owes an apology. I don't think he needs to give an apology. I don't think anyone expects an apology. I don't think anyone who goes to take care of themselves uh, needs to apologize for that. And Bully Ray, Bubba Ray, completely missing the point, said he needs to be accountable. There has to be accountability. I'm like, what the fuck do you think stepping away from your job for three months to go and take care of yourself, what do you think that is? Isn't that the very definition of accountability? It's like this old school mentality that you, you know, you have to, you have to make every show, brother. You have to make every town, brother. Otherwise, you're pissing on the business, brother. It's like, fuck that. Yeah, and you're also a human being who needs to take care of yourself. Otherwise, there's not going to be any more brother to go to the town and make the next show, brother. So, you know, these wrestlers in the old days would just drive around fucking with a case of beer in the car. Drinking drinking the whole time they're driving to the next town, driving to the hotel. Just fucking boozing and pills and everything, and you know, numbing the literal pain that they were feeling from from all the all the wrestling in the ring and stuff. 
And uh, and this Moxley says, yeah, I'm not going to do that shit. I'm going to go fucking get help. Like, that's accountability. That's like being a human, being a man, and being able to, and also not shitting on something like that, not viewing it as weakness. Because to me, and I think what Bully Ray is not getting is, let's say John Moxley, back at that match that I saw in October, let's say he broke his ankle during that match for some reason. He came off the rope, he landed wrong, and he broke his ankle and he had to go get surgery. And the surgery said, okay, he's going to get, you know, tomorrow he's going to go have an operation and fix his ankle and he'll be out for about three or four months and then he'll come back. And then he comes back. Do you think he needs to get on the microphone and apologize? No. Do you think, like, Triple H was out for, what, nine months? About 20 years ago and he came back in the Royal Rumble and everybody went nuts. Did he come back and pick up the microphone and say, I'm so sorry that I've been away? No. Because he was injured. And he had to fix himself, which was surgery and then rehabilitation and then rest and recovery and making sure that he was 100% ready to go cleared to return and then he returned so the notion that taking care of yourself because you have an addiction or you have a problem with a substance or or demons as they like to say because god forbid anybody just address the the actual thing they don't see that as the same even though it is you're taking care of yourself yes there's not a physical (laughs) scar a broken bone or something that a doctor needs to fix but there is there are things and there are scars and there are issues that need to be mended and fixed. And he went away to take care of that. And so the fact that Bully Ray thinks that an apology for any reason would be in order is lunacy, as Al Michael. It's just it's just lunacy. Uh, so, you know, I don't, what's he supposed to apologize for? Sorry? Sorry that I have a family and that I don't want to die? I don't want to be a big bloated mess? Like, maybe he realized he wasn't able to give his 100% because of the, the boozing and stuff. And so he said, Jesus, I, I owe the fans better than this. Maybe that was part of it, too. In addition to I owe my family and myself the best version of me possible, maybe I also owe that to the other wrestlers and to the fans. And so instead of, uh, you know, coming out here boozing it up and then, you know, showing up for work with a major hangover and phoning it in during a match, not to say that he was, but instead of doing that stuff, maybe he said, boy, I should go get help so I can be the best John Moxley, the best father, the best husband, the best person, the best wrestler, the best whatever that I can be. Isn't that the ultimate accountability? And then there's Bully Ray Bubba Dudley saying, oh, he should have, you know, there has to be accountability. That was the accountability, stupid. Sorry, I have a very low opinion of, of Bully Ray. I cannot listen. I, I've listened to Busted Open. Listening to him talk is nails on a chalkboard for any number of reasons. First, he can't make a single point about anything without referencing Kiss, including John Moxley. He said, you know, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley, it was always about the fans. It was always about the fans who paid the... T-. It's like, what are you saying? What are you talking about? Enough. They need to have something where he's if he doesn't if he can't get through a five minute take without referencing Kiss and Gene Simmons he's fired. That's what should happen. He'd be gone uh, before the first commercial break. That's why I can't listen to it. It's nonstop fucking Kiss references, as though Kiss is like this great band. 
Um, I'm not even gonna get into that. Uh, like this guy's this guy's talking about this fucking these seventy something year old guys still dressing clown makeup or whatever it is, and uh, you know they're sixty something years old drinking about singing about like you know breaking into the old man's liquor cabinet and having a party. <laughs> that other you know 50 and 60 year olds are listening to like yeah man party don't stop rocking kiss uh so (laughs) and he made a reference of he's like he's like you know gene simmons and paul stanley they were always about the fans they wouldn't just go away it's like what are you talking about i mean okay i don't know if gene simmons has ever been to rehab but like Kiss is not on tour 365 days of the year like a wrestler. They can they build time off into their grueling schedule. Wrestlers don't, as you know. So, like, I don't know. If Moxley wants to go away and take care of himself, he should be able to do that and also not expected to give any kind of apology. That's insane. And so Renee uh, Paquette, Moxley's wife, bad take, Bully Ray, that was her tweet. A bunch of people were tweeting just like, you know, I even made a joke because my kid, my youngest, stayed home from school on Wednesday for a mental health day. And I said, hey, my kid didn't go to school. Should I? Don't worry, though, Bully Ray. We're, uh, we're writing her apology letter tonight to the rest of the teachers and the, and the kids. It'll never happen again. No one should ever have to take care of themselves. And if they do, they should apologize to everyone. Fuck that. I saw, I saw a tweet where somebody was saying... Uh, that they were going through all their emails that they were about to send. They had missed work for several weeks because their, I want to say their father died or their mother died. Somebody very close to them died. And so they were returning to work and sending out a bunch of emails that started with apologies for not getting back to you sooner. And then they went back in and deleted everything that said apologies. Cause they said, I don't owe somebody an apology because my father died and I spent the last three weeks mourning him and doing you know all of the things that you do when somebody dies it's just like john moxley doesn't owe an apology because he fucking took care of himself he needs to be held accountable that is the accountability jackass god damn so what if moxley didn't go to rehab and he's been wrestling for the last three months and then he uh i don't know he uh, he gets into a car accident and dies after just drinking himself silly one night after a show, he gets in the car to go home and he fucking hits a telephone pole and he dies. And then you just, and then all you talk about is like, he was so great. What a great guy. Nobody would address that he had like substance abuse or anything like that. And nobody would be asking for an apology or accountability. It's like, it's so, everything's so backwards. The guy's like taking, taking accountability, taking responsibility, being a man, going to get help. And this fucking bozo sitting there talking about how he... It would have been nice if he had apologized. He doesn't owe anyone shit. He gives us enough of himself. And then he goes and gets himself better so that he can keep giving of himself to us every single week. No apology necessary. Bully Ray owes a fucking apology for being a dumbass. That's what he He should be on... I mean, it's good for him because he's going to get people listening today, and I'm one of them, to hear what he has to say. And if it's anything other than apologizing for such a horrible take, then 
that's that's the end of me <laughs> listening to Busted Open for good. And it sucks because I love listening when Mark Henry's on. Mark Henry's great. He should be the co-host every day. Tommy Dreamer sucks. Tommy Dreamer talks like this and he's so boring to listen to and this is what he sounds like. He fucking sucks. Uh, so, yeah. And Bully Ray is, you know, brings a lot of energy, but he fucking sucks too because he's a moron. So, yeah. Um, but I'm sure he's going to have that job forever. Uh, so great, 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 great. Uh, but yeah, that's the only apology that should be happening is Bully Ray hopefully went on the air this morning and said, yo, sorry, I'm dumb. That was a horrible take and I'm stupid and I'm sorry for being so stupid and sharing my stupidity with you every time I open my big stupid mouth. Yeah, that's all. Moxley went and got himself better. Apology not needed. For anything like that. It's like he wouldn't, you, like I said, if he broke his leg and had surgery and came back from surgery, would he apologize? No. Because when you're, when you're broken, you get fixed. Moxley was broken and he got fixed. There's no apology necessary. See ya.